At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. When you're a Boost member, you get free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up at Kroger.com boost. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. If you're a seeker, don't miss the inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening, Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder Sander Cochran's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers throughout the Americas. Sandy's initiations across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt, combined with her knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth, influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private readings, sacred international journeys, a meditative CD, and her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate your earthwalk and create a deeper connection to yourself. Find this and more at her website, starwalkervisions.com. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Exxon Broadcast Network and our growing family of broadcast uh, affiliates and satellite providers around the world. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com and all social media sites, Radio. And our main website, www.exxonradiotv.com. And of course, if you'd like to find out all about the great programming that is available to you, 724-365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. Exxon Nation, just imagine this. A world without social media. Now it's a little difficult to picture, don't you agree? Social media has rapidly become an integral part of everyday life. It's rare that students aren't checking their news feeds on Twitter, snapping pictures of their lunch for Instagram, or even trying to find out what the newest filters are on Snapchat. Many students have developed a dependency on the social media, a dependency that can have negative effects over time, even mental health-related issues. Social media has been linked to depression, narcissistic personality disorder, and insomnia. Because young adults are the most avid social media users, is it too far-fetched to say that they are the most susceptible to social media-related mental health issues? How can we actually get a grip on this before it spirals, spirals out of control? My guest this hour is Jenny Mayer, mental illness analyst and 
perseverance expert. She's taken her story of resilience to the shelves in her inspirational memoir, Never Give Up, How Determination and God Gave Me a Better Look at Life, a book that has showcased her determination to beat the odds. Never Give Up is a spiritual tale that needs to be told. Joining me now is Jenny Mayer. And Jenny, welcome to the X-Zone. And is Facebook a mental disorder? Oh, thank you for having me. Um, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if I would call it an actual mental disorder in the mental health books, but I think it can cause mental illness with personality issues. You know, I've got to tell you, Jenny. I go out and I see people looking down while they're walking. I see families in restaurants instead of talking to each other. They've all got their iPhones out or their their handheld devices, and they're doing everything else except communicating. Families don't don't have supper anymore. They have meals with their electronic devices. What has happened to society where these electronic gizmos have taken over what we used to call talking and communicating? Uh, well, people would have gotten dependent. I mean, we don't even have encyclopedias or dictionaries or any kind of books to look up anymore. I mean, even the Bible is looked at on on your phones. People don't carry the Bibles to church. I mean, so much has gotten dependent on our phones and our iPads that, I mean, even when you're taking your kids in the car, you give them their iPad and they know what to look up and what to do versus, you know, singing songs or doing games in the car. And it's just gotten so addictive to mm-hmm. hand a kid or any adult sure. a phone or an iPad to, mm-hmm. you know, get them into that instead of actually talking or, you know, socializing with each other. Can, and, can we actually say that these electronic devices are becoming electronic babysitters and they're, it's easier yeah. for a parent to give a child a, uh, an electronic device than to actually do parenting? Definitely. I mean, they've even said that kids are now getting arthritis in their thumbs because of texting so much. And from, like, walking down the street, they're looking down, so mm-hmm. a lot of people are falling or tripping over curbs or yep. hitting people and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous how much we become dependent on electronic devices. Jenny, stand by. You and I have to take our first break. Exxon Nation, Jenny Mayer's our special guest. www.themindbodyandspirit.net. That's www.themindbodyandspirit.net. And she is the author of Never Give Up. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Jenny and I will return on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. 
Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best. Before I get back to my guest to this hour, Jenny Mayer, I'd just like to remind everyone that we have a brand new show that is starting on the Exome Broadcast Network in two weeks. It is called She Says, He Says. Now, the she in this, uh, how can I best describe the show? Well, as soon as you find out who the she is, you know what to expect. The she is my wife, Laura. She's going to take one side of a topic, and then I'm going to take the other side of the topic. So it's going to be She Says, He Says, starting in two weeks right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Jenny Mayer is our special guest this hour, Exxon Nation. She is the author of Never Give Up. Her website is themindbodyandspirit.net. Jenny, what do you think would happen if there was a solar flare that burned the electric grid like happened, I believe it was about eight or nine years ago in, in the northern parts of the United States, Ontario, and Quebec and Canada. I know what happened, but how do you think this would affect the people who have come to depend on the, um, the electronic media that they have today? I think they'd be lost. I mean, most of us don't know our friends or families phone numbers anymore, you know, so they don't know how to read a map, mm-hmm. they don't know how to, you know, look up simple things, so I think we would be totally lost with with not having just a simple cell phone in our head, on our, you know, against our ears or whatever. So. so, how do we try and get the message across to these people that these these little devices that you carry around are not gods. They are tools. They are not to be blessed. They are not to be prayed to. They are not to, they were not created or they were created, I don't know. But they're not supposed to replace the human factor in life. What do you think it'll take, Jenny, before this message is clearly understood by the masses? Uh, It's good. I think it would take finally somebody bringing it up on a medical journal of it causing, you know, mental illness or affecting mental illness. Mm-hmm. And I mean, because I know that before, so I know before cell phones were around. Right. I mean, I, there is just the issue of, you know, we didn't we didn't talk, we didn't socialize mm-hmm. in my family. And um, it affected me greatly so that I didn't know how to communicate with others and know how to talk about how I felt or how I was, you know, feeling or, you know, and it affected me mentally 
as I got older. And now, you know, you're texting, you're not bringing, telling people how you feel or talking to them, you know, in a voice that they can know that you're upset or you're sad. You do these little emojis or you do these little, you know, words and everything, but it's still not giving you that chance to communicate, which is what we need in our lives to be able to verbally talk to people, to hear that voice, to understand how we're experiencing emotions. And without that, just reading little lines on it, Mm -hmm. it's it's not going to be enough. And it's going to get to the point where we're going to be so lost without it that it's going to affect us um, emotional breakdowns. Do you think that the the continued use of these electronic devices in schools uh, has led or is part of the reason why the the educational standards of the student of today are are so low? It depends on how it's used. I mean, a lot of schools have taken out. You know, you can't have the cell phones in the classroom. But they've allowed electrical device as far as, you know, learning about uh, the computer system and how to work it better, which is wh- it's where we're turning to. I mean, we're going to need those computer skills to figure out certain things because it's where, our, where sure. we're turning into. But when it comes to, you know, using technical devices to post friends or unfriends, you know, pictures or, you know, comments and stuff like that, I think there it's where it's we're falling that needs to be mm-hmm. addressed. And you know, I, I remember going to school and doing a thesis, and I had to do something called writing, and then <laughs> you had to use something called a dictionary, a thesaurus. Yeah. I, uh, I, you know, there was no such thing as typing and having spell check and doing all this. Mm-hmm. You actually had to work and do the research. And the research that you don't even teach cursive writing in school anymore. Yeah, it's it's horrific. It's horrific. Jenny, uh, you have overcome a lifetime of unimaginable struggles, and and you're on a mission to help others. You're um, a former member of the United States Air Force. You are an honorably discharged veteran, and you're a quadriplegic. Tell us about Jenny. Tell us about the lady on the mission who wrote the book, Never Give Up. Well, I, I realized how tough life was um, being alone and being without family that cared, cared about me and who I was. And that desperation of needing somebody, it ended up affecting me physically and mentally, mm-hmm. and with that, I unfortunately tried to take my own life at 34, and it left me paralyzed from the uh, neck down, And but I was able to um, realize that from what I, I tried overdosing, from trying to overdose because I was still alive, I I. I uh, felt that God saved me for a reason. And even though I'm not saying life got easier, but it made me start to think that maybe I was alive for a purpose. And I I still had a lot of issues I had to deal with mentally and um, physically. And it was tough, especially the first five years, dealing with um, abuse and neglect from caregivers and nurses and stuff without this continued support of family. And, but I was, I was able to, um, find my spiritual, I was able to find, uh, God and, um, realized how much faith was, mm-hmm. he was helping me and how much, uh, finding, uh, finding uh, strength in the church and in them being there for me. I mean, I was able to find a family within the church and um, able to realize how much support I did have. And uh, with that, and I began to, you know, learn about 
religion and the Bible and everything and prayer. And I, I started realizing that when I was in my toughest moments, when I was struggling the most, that um, I would almost yell to God to please help me. And little things had popped up that I can't really get into this, but little things happened that he would be there at those toughest moments. And so I was able to finally have someone to depend on. And um, even though I didn't have family of physical but or of immediate family, you know, I was able to get family within the church, and that changed my life so that I'm living, you know, happily. I'm, I'm not hurting myself like I was. I don't feel alone. I don't, and I just want people who uh, have gone through those feelings that, you know, they can read it in my book, how much I've gone through, how much I've been put through, and know that it doesn't have to stay that way. They don't have to always feel that way, that their life doesn't always have to be that way. There are other avenues that you could take. There's other, you know, ways that you can make uh, you fulfilling your life and being happy and it might not be the what you chose or what you expected, but there's a chance that you know your life can be better. Explanation. Uh, our guest this hour is Jenny Mayer. Her uh, book is entitled "Never Give Up: How Determination and God Gave Me a Better Look at Life." Her website is www.themindbodyandspirit.net. You know, we hear a lot these days about the Veterans Administration and how. Those of you who gave service to this country, and I want to thank you for your service, Jenny. Thank you. Um, what was it like inside a veterans hospital for nearly four years? Because I'm, I'm sure, I, I'm sure the listeners need to hear need to hear your experience in order for them to better understand why they should do everything they can to get the government to give you, the people who volunteered to protect democracy, to protect freedom, and to protect us from enemies abroad. And, you know, uh, my heart goes out to you and to the other members who uh, of, the, of the services who seem to fall through the cracks. And, you know, once again, thank you for your service and God bless you and the other members. It was. I'm. I'm sorry to say, but it was the, the worst experience I've had to deal with. I mean, aside from my childhood, it was, it was one of the worst experiences I dealt with. As far as um, the the doctors, the the nurses, the aides. I mean, I, I was, you know, in a place where I didn't have family to be there to support me to fight for me, you know, and being a quadriplegic. I had limited where, you know, if I did something wrong, you know, I wouldn't be put to bed, you know, in a timely manner. So, I mean, I was limited on my own. And, I mean, I I had sores. I, at one point, had seven pressure sores. Oh, God. And they were, they were not willing to treat them. They just kind of left them untreated that I ended up getting a bone infection in my foot and had to get part of it amputated. And I, it almost was worse because the doctor, one of the doctors wasn't willing to do that. And I mean, I was, I, it's just, it's unbelievable because it wasn't just after I was paralyzed. It, it was before, I mean, when I was dealing with my mental illness, they didn't have any groups or, you know, orienting mm-hmm. for people, for females with post-traumatic stress disorder. And, even uh, on the units, I mean, they didn't do anything. They, the nurses just kind of sat around and, you know, you just sit and watch TV. There's no real therapy going on. And it was just they, the the staff, at, and I, this isn't just one VA. This has been at almost every VA I've been to. The staff, they spend more time, you know, sitting around not doing anything, taking breaks or walking around than they do, you know, answering call bells or, you know, being there for, as a doctor's visit. I mean, it's been usually two hours waiting for the, 
a doctor's appointment, and then it's a 15-minute appointment. Hey, Jenny, I hate to do this, sweetheart, but we've got to take a break. Please stand by. Exonation, Jenny Mayer is our special guest. www.themindbodyandspirit.net And she's the author of Never Give Up, How Determination and God Gave Me a Better Look at Life. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics. From astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at... Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. 
Exo Nation, Jenny Mayer is our special guest. www.themindbodyandspirit.net She's the author of Never Give Up, How Determination and God Gave Me a Better Look at Life. Once again, her website, themindbodyandspirit.net Thanks so much for coming on the show tonight, Jenny, and sharing your story with us. Thank you, Rabbi. Jenny, you were telling us about the, all I can call it is horrific conditions that you and other members of the armed forces who were in veterans administration hospitals were in and 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 how there were no and correct me if I'm wrong here Jenny there were no female groups available for those with PTSD who were females not in many VAs no oh my gosh so what were the what were the 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 conditions like were, were, are are the are the hospitals clean? Are they well staffed? Is there enough equipment, uh, or are they just overpopulated? No, um, they're well cleaned. They're the staffing. Um, I think is adequate uh, as far as the um, equipment. Mm-hmm. Usually, the equipment is. Um, old and you know needs fixing or re- re- a new model or something but i mean a lot of a lot of um congress and thing people think you know oh they need more funding more money and that's not i don't think that's true because if anything they need they would need more staff but a lot of the staff that they have within the clinics or inpatient it, it's not that they need more staff. It's that they need their staff to, to do their jobs. I mean, I've been inpatient and preach a, you push a call light, and you're lucky if they get there in 30 minutes. Oh, for God's sake. And, and you have no one to, they tell you, you know, in a, I, I, go, I do more of my now because with my insurance, mm-hmm. I go to civilian hospitals. I don't go to the VA. And the, I mean, if you complain to a nurse manager, then that just basically puts a bullseye on you. And then they tell you, you go to a patient advocate, you go to a patient advocate, the patient advocates don't do anything. And and then they say, okay, go to your senator, and you go to the senator, and, you know, nothing happens. So there's nobody to really, you know, look at what the staff aren't doing. And, I mean, d- during certain hours, you know, they'll, they'll do certain hours, they're real busy, you know, but then the rest of the time they're walking around, they're doing nothing, they're in and out and stuff. And, and it's just, it's, but the money that they, and it's always near the end of the fiscal year. If you go to VA, you'll see all this uh, construction going on. They might be redoing a bathroom or opening up, a, making a, a space bigger to use up the money so that they can get it next the following year because what they don't get, they lose. So they don't use it on what's needed. They just build stuff in the VAs to, so that they are thought that they need the money. But it's, if you go to a VA mm-hmm. in the beginning or the middle of the fiscal year and you just walk around any VA, you're going to see nurses and staff or whatever just walking around lackadaisically, you know, or sitting in the lunchroom talking or whatever on their cell phone taking smoke breaks i mean they're not actually taking care of patients when it's needed and it's just ridiculous seeing it and going through it and seeing you know how much people don't see and there then there's nobody they really can't get fired either because they work for the government so if they do anything wrong i mean i was kind of, in a way, abused when I was in the uh, nursing home. And it's really, they can't be fired, and, and they know that. So it's like they're not afraid of anything bad happening. So there's no there's nobody, and their their bosses are usually their friends. They hang out with, they do things with. So, so it's like they're not afraid of anything. What kind of abuse goes on in the VA hospitals that you're aware of? Well, 
I hurt my, I knew in, in a, one spinal cord unit, um, the, I you know we talked, the patient talked, and the aide said broken this one spinal cord's legs twice. And um, I, I, my neighbor, her dad was a vet, mm-hmm. and um, he had spinal surgery that was done long, and he, he, he was almost giving medication that he was allergic to. I mean, he had his daughter and his wife there to help him out, but I mean, they do stuff like that where. You know, surgeries are botched. You get infections from the surgery room because they don't clean it. And um, just, like, I was not put to bed for two days because the the nurse didn't want to put me to bed because I, I upset her. So I had to sleep in my chair for two days. And, you know, I mean, it's just things like that. They, they just, and, they, and the, the way they talk to you is just very mean and disrespectful and if you say anything that they don't like, then they take it back at you in some way. And it's just ridiculous. It's it's really ridiculous. That's why in, in any option, I'd rather go to a, a civilian hospital than a VA hospital. But a lot of veterans don't have that option. And they're too afraid to speak out because, like me, you know, they actually kicked me out from being able to go to the VA for three years. And I still don't understand why, but they, that's always hung over your head that if you, you know, fight against them, then they have the option to kick you out of getting VA services. So let me understand this. You and the other members of the military go do your tour of duty or there's something happens where you need attention and you're treated this way and yet you get you know you put your lives on the line for these very people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's ridiculous it is it is my There's heart my heart there. is my heart is you know is it's so wrong it is so wrong yes. you know and and you know you've got, you were telling us that you ring a bell for a nurse, it may take them 30 minutes to come. You've ticked a nurse off, so you had to sleep in your chair for two days. And yet, when your sergeant or your CO gave you an order, you did it right away. There's no oh, yeah. if, ands, or buts. Maybe they should send these people who work over in the VA over to the one of the theaters that you and other service people served in to see what you were up against. Maybe they'd come back with a whole new different attitude. You know, I wish there I wish there was an easy answer to fixing it. But I mean it happens and the the main I think the main problem is these directors of the VA don't get I mean because the directors if you, if you I've had problems when I've gone the the route you're supposed to go, the chief yeah. command and you go to patient advocate and nothing gets done. And I've tried to talk to a director because, and you can't even get in to speak to the director. And, I mean, they tell you to make an appointment or they tell you, no, go to this person, go to this person. So you don't even get a chance to go to the assistant director or director of the hospital to even get the chance of getting anything fixed. My Lord. Yeah, so there's basically, I don't know of any answer that can be made to, to have it done them right except firing people i mean if they don't do it right yeah. do like they do at a regular working job suspend them or you know take away this or take away that you know but, but i mean and then the VA they get so many days off for every holiday every holiday they get that day off so they get so many days off and so much sick leave and, and overpay and everything like that it's a great place to work and everyone knows it mm-hmm. but then there's nothing to, you know, keep them from getting fired or losing, you know, something or when they do something wrong. What difference do you think President Trump will be making? He came on very strong about the veterans and the Veterans Administration and and how there was total lack of care for the veterans. Do you think there will be any changes made? Oh, no. I mean, there hasn't been any changes made 
for forever, and I don't think he's going to make any effort to make any any changes. Maybe I mean, he's he's done so much in the first two weeks that I think they're going to have their hands full just trying to clean up the, <laughs> the mess he's made through these last two weeks. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to get a chance to even try to do something for if you wanted to, you know, do something for veterans. You're right. And um, <laughs> it's just you know you just I mean they the whole Congress they they don't they don't know what to put up with you know they're they're all worn out just now so I mean and so and it hasn't what's it been three weeks four weeks yeah three Holy weeks and, and they they're they've got their hands full. What part, uh, what part has God played in your life? A huge part. I mean, before I attempted suicide, I, I mean, religion wasn't spoke of in in the house because um, my mom happened to go to a Catholic school during the time when you were switched and everything, so mm-hmm. it wasn't talked about. So I'd never opened the Bible. I'd never gone to church. I never. I believed there was a God. I didn't believe in God. Yeah. And I really didn't understand anything. And so after I got paralyzed, uh, I started wanting to know more about God and uh, scenarios happened, like I said. And I was finally uh, given the invitation to go to church at the hospital. And uh, I, I finally, that the first day I went in the hospital and church, and uh having people just come up to me and, you know, greeting me and saying, I'm glad you're here, you know, and being invited to a place like that when you've been, you know, held out, you know, all this time, it just, you know, took me to a place that I was finally, you know, loved and accepted. And, you know, I I just wanted to, you know, know more about what, what made people so, you know, loving and accepting Mm -hmm. of strangers and, and um, happy with their lives. And the more I learned, the more, you know, I became closer with, you know, Jesus and, you know, who God is. And my faith grew. And, you know, I started uh, having, like I said, I started, you know, going to church and being in church and singing. It just, you know, just opened. It just, all the pain that was inside me that I'd been trying to, you know, partake by, cutting on myself or hurting yes. myself in different ways, it just seemed to lift right off of me. And it just, my heart just started opening. It was, it was a feeling that I, I could never, you know, fully explain because it's just something that it just, it's like a whole another life was put upon me that I'm happy to live. And I, I just want, you know, other people who have, I mean, if someone would have told, told me or you know, if I'd never experienced it, I don't know where I'd be. And it's just, I wish, wish more people had the opportunity and the chance to realize what, what, what how much is available out there. All right, stand you know, by, Jenny. Church. You and I have to take our break, our final break for this hour. Explanation, a brave lady. www.themindbody.com and spirit.net is Jenny Mayer's website. She is the author of Never Give Up, How Determination and God Gave Me a Better Look at Life. Once again, Jenny, thank you for your service. We'll be back. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. 
No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? I'm Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and on The Secret to Everything, we will merge the practical with open investigation into all realms of the mysterious. We will talk to cutting-edge alternative health practitioners, those who inspire and motivate you in business and life, and of course, we will share stories of the paranormal, conspiracy, and cryptozoology. You will transform because of the frequency I carry, the frequencies my guests carry. Life may never be the same after you listen to this program. For the secret to everything is for you, the listener. For those who desire more in every area of their lives and believe that it can still be found. Listen and discover thesecrettoeverything.com. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500 plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. You're listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Jenny Mayer is my special guest this hour, Exonation. She is the author of Never Give Up, How Determination and God Gave Me a, uh, gave me a Better Look at Life. Her website is www.themindbodyandspirit.net. Jenny has been on numerous radio interviews across the country sharing how she has overcome a lifetime of unimaginable struggles on a mission to help others. Her knowledge of mental illness and the do's and don'ts when it comes to physical disabilities enables a broad range of very interesting topics. Jenny is an honorable Air Force veteran and she is a quadriplegic. She hopes to inspire others with her book not only to have the power of faith, but to not let your disabilities disable you. Once again, www themindbodyandspirit.net. First of all, Jenny, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight and sharing your your story with us. And I, I, I feel that faith and God play a major part in your, in your life today. And would you like to say anything more? Yeah. I mean, most of my life, you know, I went through people 
telling me, you know, being hurtful, and mm-hmm. I just had felt that I was, you know, not meant to be happy and um, was hurt a lot. And with the suicide attempt, you know, I felt that I'd been through a lot, that I, it was something that I would, nobody would ever forgive me for, for what things I did to myself and things that was hurtful to other people. And when I was able to become a part of the church and to learn about what Jesus had done for us and how him dying on the cross for our sins, I mean, even at the beginning, I didn't feel that I was worthy of their forgiveness. And I couldn't believe that just simply asking for forgiveness, it would be, my sins would be taken away because it was too easy. And I'd been through so much and been told by so much. Mm-hmm. But to finally understand that and to believe that just by, you know, believing Jesus Christ, what he was able to do for us, and to understand that he does forgive us, you know, takes a huge burden off of me, and I'm sure it would many other people, because we hold that on us, and we don't think we're worthy of forgiveness out of some things we've done or, you know, or we've experienced. Mm-hmm. We just don't feel that we should be forgiven, and I think a lot of people need to realize that we're human, and God made us human to, you know, make mistakes. He didn't make us, you know, perfect in His, in his eyes. We're, we're meant to make mistakes, but we're also able to, you know, give comfort in others and also able to forgive others and not judge others. And I think as a nation now especially that um, judging others by their sex, the way they are, the way they, you know, choose to be, or just the way they talk to other people. Um, We have to be very mindful of what we do. I mean, we have Trump as president, and he's not going to do much for us, so we need to stick together as a nation to um, be there for each other and help each other in overcoming our own needs and being there for each other without having a presidential expecting a presidential to take care of us. Tell me about your book. Uh, how long did it take you to write your book? And why did you write it? It took a, about a year and a half to two years. I I wrote one part of it, and then I decided to change it around, edit mm-hmm. it, and make it more um, understanding the how I was saved than um, my past. And I wrote it because I realized how much I had changed from who I was before I attempted suicide and um, and how much that there's so many other people who were in the same situation that I was in that um, are feel alone and feel that you know, are out there in this world that, you know, don't have anyone to help them. And I just want them to know that they don't have to be alone, that there are, if it's not, you know, religious, there's a lot of support systems out there. And uh, just that there's there's hope, you know, there's, there's a life that is worth living. And I just want people to read it and see that, you know, I've been through so much. And if I can overcome it, so can they and um, hope that it will give them a different look at their lives. What was it in your life that that led you to suicide, a suicide attempt? Um, It was a multiple of things. I mean, my mom was my only uh, support Mm -hmm. and my only family. And when she uh, basically had, it was tough to be with her, but she came to a point where she didn't want anything to do with me, oh, and she geez. really was became very hurtful. She didn't want to be my mom. She didn't want to care about me. And at that point, I just felt that, I mean, I literally felt that even if I had a funeral, nobody would be at my funeral, that nobody really cared about me. And I was hurting so bad, 
my heart was hurting so bad that I just didn't feel I had any reason to live. And I just didn't have, uh, I was, I was in so much emotional and, you know, pain that Mm -hmm. I felt no, there's no reason for me to continue living. You know what, Jenny? I'm glad you're here. I'm glad that I have had the opportunity of talking to you tonight. And I'll bet you, Jenny, there are people around the world listening to this interview who are saying, Jenny, we're glad you're here. We're glad that you wrote your book. We're glad that you're telling your story, Jenny, because people need to hear this. And I look at it as another way is that now I've got Jenny Mayer as a friend. (laughs) Yeah, different ways of making friends. Sure is. Sure is. So what's next for Jenny? Any more books coming out, Jenny? Well, um, I'm painting a lot now. I'm hoping to open up an art studio. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm trying to... I'm I'm working on another book, um, a book more focused on helping people who um, had know nothing about God, never read the Bible. Mm -hmm. Kind of a, a fun way, but educated way of helping people to um, find religion or find a way to not be alone anymore, and specifically in that. Because I know, I mean, if, if you don't know the Bible, if you don't know religion, mm-hmm. how do you find it? You know, <laughs> how do you find it to to find that void? You know, if you don't know anything about it, you can't find it. And that's what you're doing. You're so. telling people how to find it. Exactly. So I'm hoping, I'm trying to write a book. It's, it's been in the making of it, too. And if, I mean, more people believe, you know, they believe in God. It's mm-hmm. written in the Constitution, you know, in God we trust. It's on yeah. the dollar bill, and, you know, everything about God. I mean, you, you go to court, you put your hand on the Bible and say, you know, you believe in God, yet people don't know what God has done or who God is, you know, but there's all this about God, but nobody knows about it. You know, not many people know about Jesus Christ or believe in Jesus Christ. And it just really, you know, it's really baffles me how much people believe in God and but don't know Him. Jen, we have about two minutes left. What are your final thoughts? What is the message that you would like to get out to the members of the Exxon Nation listening around the world tonight? I'd like to uh, let people realize that not to take stress and the world on their shoulders, you know, whether it's a friend or just someone you don't even know really well, Mm -hmm. to let them help you, let them be there for you. I mean, I know myself when I was struggling, I didn't want people to bother them to take it and Sometimes you need to bother people and don't be afraid to reach out to others and other people don't be afraid to be stronghold and say, no, I'm going to stay here with you and you can hit me. You can do whatever. I'm going to be here for you. And people need to know that they, there's someone there for them and whether it's just sitting by their side, watching TV with them as long as, it's not being alone. We need to not be alone. And that's the main thing that I feel that need, people need to know. Jen, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And again, thank you for your service. And I look forward to the next time you and I meet back here in the Exxon. Don't be a stranger. Me too. Thank you. Take care, Jen. Exxon Nation, my guest this hour has been Jennifer, Jenny Mayer. The name of her book is, do you have your pencils and paper ready? Okay, here we go. Never give up. How Determination and God Gave Me a Better Look at Life. And her website is www.themindbodyandspirit.net. That's www.themind... I'll do that again. www.themindbodyandspirit.net. I'll be back on the other side of the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the Exome from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. <laughs> 